Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Ah, it's one of them there pre-rolls. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing, and the Inked Marketing crowdfunded comic for this here episode is Nippin'. Nippin'. It's a samurai story set in the 16th century. This period was almost a turning point for Japan, as the empire now lost its former power and the shoguns, the Japanese representative of feudalism, began to replace it. Our main character, Shinji, witnesses the capture of his own town while the shoguns take over the regions as they wish. From this moment on, the deep story begins in which Shinji and Japan will take shape. Nippin offers more than just a samurai story. It reflects the magnificent beauty of Japanese culture to the reader in a refreshing way. Also, political games, epic wars, family drama, love, and lots of adventures to be experienced are waiting for you. So, looking for something uh, from across the pond? Mm-hmm. Actually, this book's out of Germany, too. Fun. Fun. You still have a few days left to back this book on Kickstarter. Search Nippon, N-I-P-P-O-N, on Kickstarter and back this project now. Proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing and NSC Live. Well, hello again and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 295. The 295th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a creator corner. And the creator that I cornered today on this here episode is a return guest, Gabe Chang. Uh, you know Gabe Chang. I did for Molly. and Well, he did for Molly. I talked about for Molly with him. Um, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So he did a spinoff book that is now live on Kickstarter. It's a short campaign, so do not, do not sleep on this one but he's going to come on we're going to talk all about it we did now it's your turn to listen so here you go returning for a second time that means you know he's good gabe chang all right gabe chang welcome back how are you man doing good glad to be here awesome awesome i i know that you know it's a I was actually looking through to see how long ago you were uh, on the podcast, and you were episode 183. This is going to be um, close to episode 300. 
I think wow. by the time this nice. comes out. So uh, you've all, been busy. <laughs> I've been a busy guy. I've been a busy guy, but it's also been a while too. I mean, I didn't put out a uh, hundred and thirty episodes in a few days. You know, it's uh, yeah. we, we've both been busy fellows. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it was during my uh, my four Molly Kickstarter campaign, I believe, which would have been in uh, April or May of last year. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Um, I, I I'm, I'm actually I have four Molly sitting certain right here next to me and i gotta say this book turned out beautifully dude uh, thank is you very 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 well done i mean marvel should take some notes on how to produce a quality <laughs> comic book i mean it's just oh. it, 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 you, you went above and beyond it's 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 awesome well thank you very much i mean um obviously all the credit for the art goes to ben sawyer my my artist that i collaborate with he's just amazing and i feel like um we just this week started up on chapter four, getting the pages ready for what is going to be the closing chapter of the Kickstarter. And I just think that like his work has just gotten so much better. Um, not that it wasn't great in issue one of four Molly, but it's just gotten so much better um, as we've been going. It's really been a pleasure to watch him um, not just work, but improve and grow and, uh, and to do it with the story that I came up with is just, it's a really great, it's a great honor. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I see it for myself here, just the, the the growth in the art, and I mean, in the storytelling as well. I mean, I've, as one would only expect, one gets better every issue, and it shows uh, on all levels of creativity here, man. So I'm, I'm, this is awesome to have in my collection. I, I, I thank you so much. Absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I I look back on that um, for Molly chapter one, and it was the first comic that I'd ever done that I ever self-published the the first Kickstarter I'd ever done I, I look back on it and I'm like oh man like oh, so many mistakes like not with Ben's <laughs> art but I'm like oh why did I why did I the main thing is it's like why did I take so long to get the story started like um I uh but I mean that's a good thing it's it's honestly I'm, I'm phrasing it like it's a negative thing but I've been thinking about it a lot because it's like okay like you're supposed to be improving. Like if I were to look back three years ago and the best thing I'd ever written was three years ago and I've done a bunch of short stories since then and you know I'm finishing off four Molly, then that'd, that'd be pretty sad if it was like, oh, I'm, I'm not improving. Like the, the point is to be improving and, and that's what I feel like I'm doing. So, um, and I mean, the good thing about it is that when we get started on four Molly chapter four, Ben and I have already discussed about uh, things that we want to potentially go back and change, which might mean me making some some narrative edits as well as not just a, oh, the changes that he wants to make with the art. Talking about a four Molly remastered edition. Yeah, a deluxe <laughs> four Molly, uh, maybe hardcover. Uh, mm. You know, uh, pricing pri prohibitive to pricing, but uh, but yeah, there's going to be when I do the chapter four Kickstarter, which is going to be this summer. Um, there's going to be a deluxe. Uh, trade paperback version of four molly coming out as part of those rewards that's that's awesome man um talking about the the, the growth of uh, you know creating comics and all that as you find yourself and recognize yourself uh growing as a uh, as a writer and an artist do you do you find yourself uh just allowing things to be i don't want to say just allowing things to be easier because allowing things to be easier increases productivity rates so i don't want to phrase it like it's a negative thing but do you allow things to you know say all right cool let's I'm, I'm getting faster at this we could produce more or do you set higher harder more challenging goals for yourself to say all right you know i've, I've conquered this I, I you know i could do this now let's see if i could do this you know do this now i mean I, I, as a new creator what how do you find yourself working around this uh this type of obstacle 
Oh, that's a really good question. I think that um, for me personally, there is an element of like, okay, I've done this before. So that's, that's going to be easy. Like, I think that not just in the world of comics, but really with anything, whether it's at my day job or in my personal life, it's okay. I've, I've done this before. It's not going to be that hard. You know, the last time I did it, I survived. I didn't get, you know, hit by a rock or have an anvil fall on my head or something <laughs> like, um, you know, uh, so once you, once I get that kind of experience of like, okay, I know what it's like to hire an artist. It's easier for me to hire an artist. I know what it's like to, to start working with a new person and to, and to put together a, um, a, a reference kind of Bible of images and description of what I want as far as a character design or, or page design or cover design. I know how to do that. I know how to set up uh, a Kickstarter. I know how, what it's going to take to shoot, uh, or go back and, you know, to write, edit and shoot a Kickstarter video, all that stuff feels easier. So there's a little bit of like a little bit of relief coming mm. from those areas. But as far as like, um, you know, I still am challenging myself to do things better. I'm challenging myself to reach out to, to more, uh, at, reaching out, out through more avenues of promotion, um, find different ways to do marketing, um, and try to make the overall product better and, and try to, and, you know, getting back to kind of the original nuts and bolts of your question. Um, yeah, trying to make the story better and, and trying to make, uh, the way that I sit down and write better because I, I recognize that, um, I'm kind of a slow writer. I, I take, I take a while to do, to do a script and, um, and now that I've kind of know that it's like, okay, where can I, where can I improve on that? How can I, how can I improve my habits in order to, to make that better? Um, and, uh, and not try to force it, yeah. not try to do it, um, all at once, try to do it incrementally. Um, but yeah, so I think that there are things that are definitely getting easier and it's not so much like, oh, well, that's easy. I'll just, I'll just take it easy on that. But it's like, okay, I, I know what it's like to, to, to start up a new chapter with, with Ben, which is what I'm doing this week. Like I said, like, that's not something I'm going to have a bunch of anxiety about and be sweating as like, okay, like, am, am I going to be worried about how I phrase my emails to him or, or whatever? It's, it's all just like, okay, that, that kind of, that kind of thing is in the bag. So what is the next challenge? What is the next thing that I need to improve on? That, that's awesome. And it's nice to know that, you know, you, you recognize that you do kind of have to go every route in that question. I mean, when I went, uh, to answer that question, um, in order to really be a, a grounded, well-rounded, um, artist, because yes, you can be somebody that's super fast and is able to put out as much stuff as possible. And you're, you know, you're solid. People know what to expect from you every time. Those people, those type of people exist and they're very successful. But then there's also people that always, you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try something new. And, uh, um, you know, use what I use the knowledge I do have, you know, and then maybe just like I said, take it to the you know next level and see where that takes me. You know, I, I, will it be received well? I don't know. Will I be able to conquer that that goal? I don't know. But just uh, knowing that you're striving for it and attempting, to, you know, to well, I'm going to use the term next level again. Um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's I think it's important as a creator. I, I really do, especially as a younger creator. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay in my lane. You know, I'm trying to 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 focus on on what I feel like I can accomplish at um, at this moment. And and that kind of gets into the reason why I'm on the show, because I'm kind of pivoting to um, to doing short story 
comics, short story one shots, because I feel like that's um, that's where uh, I can be right now as far as getting a lot of stuff done, um, doing smaller Kickstarters multiple times in a year as opposed to doing one big Kickstarter once a year mm-hmm. um, and grow the audience that way. And, and if I'm the type of person that at this moment, um, I have an audience that can that can support a $3,000 or $4,000 Kickstarter, then then I should be doing that. I shouldn't be trying to do $15,000 Kickstarters. I shouldn't be trying to do, ten, uh, you know, uh, $20,000 Kickstarters. I should just, um, uh, I should just be kind of going to war with the army that I have, not the army that I want. And then eventually that, those things will grow over time and I'll get better and I'll improve and I'll find different avenues that work and, you know, experiment with things that don't work and, and, uh, and level up, like you said. Awesome, man. Well, uh, you said um, uh, For Molly is the, uh, the fourth chapter is the, the completion to this? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, I'm anxious to... Uh, man, I, I am anxious to see this wrap up. I, but it's, it's kind of one of those bittersweet things. You know, you, you want to you see how it ends, but you don't want it to end. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Uh, you 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 have this thing now where you realized okay I might have created a little bit of a universe here. Um, yeah, <laughs> you have this this one shot spinning off into the wilderness that you're yeah. that you're on here to promote now. So for Molly, just because it's ending doesn't necessarily mean it has to end. Uh, and I I love that you have created this this this, this universe from it um, and, and very contained at the same time. Uh, yeah, thank you. I I'm very excited to. Um, to return to the New Jersey forest because the formally takes place in the New Jersey forest. It's about um, an antisocial talking dog who lives in the New Jersey forest alone. Uh, she helps a recently divorced outsider rescue his sister from a hidden evil. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's fun to go back. Um, ben is a, is an incredible artist. He's the artist on formally, but I have another artist that I'm working with and I get to see what, what her take on, on the New Jersey, uh, forest is and uh, and that's been incredible too and it's it's been fun to explore different parts of the world and and uh, and focus a little bit more on on some side characters that I really really liked. Yeah, well, I I, I like the, the the character that you uh, <laughs> that you chose for this one shot particularly. He's just a he's just a badass. Um, I mean, <laughs> he I I I get like a Walking Dead type of vibe out of him. Like he would be somebody, if he were a part of the Walking Dead cast, he would still be alive, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that's saying something, you know? I mean, like I I, I get that type of vibe out of him. He's he's here to just uh, be here and he'll accept nothing else. Um, uh, But at the same time, do things to put himself in danger for the sake of others. It's... I don't know. It, it, it's it's like he's he, the the karma is constantly paying him back. In I, I don't know. It's it, it's a beautiful thing. I'm not gonna give anything away here, obviously, but uh, it, it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I, I want to talk about your artist real quick, though. Um, you yeah. said that you had already gone through. You know, you you know the 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 process of finding a new artist. Um, what was it like finding Eliza? And I'm gonna probably butcher the last name. Menegal. Men- Menegel and it's uh, Elisa Menegel. Uh, Elisa, I, bitch- I butchered the first name. <laughs> Elisa Menegel. All right, gotcha. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, talk about the process of finding her for any new creators out there listening. 
Uh, I found her in the same way that I found Ben, uh, my other uh, artist on Formali, and that is through Upwork, which is a freelancer website. I put up a, a posting up there just saying, hey, I, I'm looking for an artist uh, for a comic book in this price range. And there are artists on there that responded to um, to the listing. And I got a bunch of really, really cool artists. Um, but there's just something about Elisa's style and um, some of the samples that she sent me that really, really spoke to me that I think fit really well for um, for the first short story comic that I did with her, which is called Love at First Bite. And uh, so I've been working with her for a little bit under a year now, and I've just been so pleased with um, not only the work that she produces, but but her work ethic and, and the way that she works and, and the way that she collaborates. She's just absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I like her um, uh, interpretation of uh, oh, uh, the, the, um, Schneider. Right? Schneider? Yeah, yes. I like the main her, character, yeah. Yeah, I like her interpretation of Schneider a bit, uh, quite a bit. And, you know, of this universe, you know, it's it's not the same art style in any way, shape, or form, but it's also, it's I can't say that it doesn't belong either. And the... What, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's... it's 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 great, man. It's fun. Like this is you could almost tell that it was meant to. Like, like this art style says this is a one shot in a universe that already exists. Uh, to me, I don't know. It's it's as I was reading this, um, I I honestly I didn't realize that this was um, spun off from Four Molly until I went through and I read the 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 Kickstarter campaign and all of that. I was like, oh shit. This guy really likes talking dogs. <laughs> no, then it well, that's to, good but, news. <laughs> um, but then, boom! I, I, I just couldn't help. I was like, I can't wait to ask this guy. You know, there's no way that this isn't from Four Molly. It just feels like it's from Four Molly, and that you know, even with it being, like I said, such a different art style, she did a great job of uh, keeping it in. In, in that feel of this world. So, um, yeah. I really appreciate you saying that. I mean, I think that um, there there haven't been that many people that have read it uh, because obviously I haven't uh, started uh, distributing yet through the Kickstarter, but I really appreciate that um, you're saying that it works as a standalone, that even though you recognized it as being part of Formali, that um, it you don't necessarily need to have read that, um, or at least I, I hope that's what you're saying because I hope that well, that's like- That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Well, thank you very much for saying that. I mean, that's that's a huge load off my mind because I I really want it to be accessible to people that that haven't read for Molly. Um, and and so I'm glad I did that. And of course, I'm 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 going to get those people that are like, why can the dogs talk? I don't get it. And then like <laughs> read for Molly, and then I don't give an explanation in there either. So I'm a little <laughs> bit I'm a little bit worried about that reaction. But at the same time, it's it's fine. I think that it it's the the story speaks for itself without having me going and ex explaining you know where midi chlorians come from and uh yeah. and, and, and mean, opening every mystery box to ask why can the dog talk is like shitting on every single childhood thing that we ever we could ever love <laughs> i mean from disney to to homeward bound and all that why can the dogs talk because it's fucking cooler when they do that's why you know, like, <laughs> duh dr Doolittle. that's what i, I mean, feel that's that's how you get a story like it'd be really weird if the guy was just talking to a dog and, i mean it, <laughs> it's that's silly or if he was doing the voice of the dog himself like Kristoff and frozen which i kind of <laughs> bump against in that movie <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, my my brother who I do a podcast with is is 
very uh, I, I do poke fun at him, but I understand that there are a lot of people out there that really enjoy uh, literature, like science fiction and fantasy that that is all about world building. That is essentially like explaining what's going on in in a new and, and uh, fantastic or um, futuristic society. And, you know, things like foundation where it's all about how a society changes um, under certain circumstances and how it uh, um, improves or 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 um, devolves over time. And um, so I understand that there's an audience for that kind of thing, but I just, I'm not the type of uh, reader that enjoys like reading page, page after page of, of world building. And so I, I don't, I don't really include it in my writing. So I don't, I don't want to disparage people like that, but, but please don't expect that from either for Molly or into the wilderness. Cause you, you will be left wanting. No, I, I, I respect the hell out of that actually. Cause I feel everybody wants to be the next Jonathan Hickman and not, I mean, what, what yeah. about the people that don't read Jonathan Hickman? You know, I mean, I, I, that's, that's me. I don't really read Jonathan Hickman. So, right. uh, yeah, I, I like my, you know, just, Hey, can we just get a four issue, five issue story arc? And, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm right there with you. Now, this is the type of storytelling that I'm into for sure. This, your audience does exist. Absolutely. I wouldn't have had you back if it didn't. <laughs> so it's, uh, no, you're, 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 you're doing great, man. And I, I really am enjoying watching this, this growth in, on all levels. Um, I, I, look very much look forward to seeing um oh elisa right yes Elisa. Uh, i don't know why i say eliza so much elisa um her uh, she's got such a future man this is a style that i could see yeah so many I'm, people i'm like uh, one of the one i mean we were talking about like the the pace of how i write my scripts i'm, I'm really trying to really trying to get my scripts written quickly so that I can work with Elisa because she, I, I've just had this feeling like my, I, I'm, she's going to get snapped up somewhere and I'm going to be like, oh, like, oh, you're not available. Oh, crap. I got to find somebody else. <laughs> like, I, I really, really want to keep working with her. So um, I'm, I'm very excited that I found her. She um, she's actually in um, in Florence, Italy. So we are 11 hours away in time difference. No so it's, shit. Um, what's yeah. Well, uh, is there a language barrier at all? Do you, or is she just completely fluent and a baller and has no issues with anything? Yeah, she's completely fluent uh, and and amazing. I uh, I did one time have to um, for Love at First Bite, uh, the other comic I wrote. I did have to look up the Inta- the Italian translation of what a hickey is to try to explain what one character was doing to another. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that like she figured it out based on context. I didn't necessarily need to like include in my email like. I, I think this is the right word and then, and then like send it to her in Italian. Uh, um, no, she's, she's amazing. She, uh, all of our email correspondences has been in English and all of the, all of the crazy run on sentence feedback that I give her is all in English. So that's, that's she's awesome, great. man. Um, I will say uh, one thing. She has a skill that a lot of uh, artists envy and that's the ability to draw animals. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of people overlook that as a, a skill in comics because you know it's not a well, not a lot of talking dogs in comics actually, um, or animals for that sake. Uh, so it's it's not something a lot of people could do and do well. And it's not like she has to just continuously draw this one dog um, and stoic right. poses throughout the entire. I mean, y- you you put her in a universe of talking dogs. 
So um, she she gets to really flex. She could draw a Rottweiler. I mean, um, automatic. See, here's the thing. Uh, automatically drawn in because the Rottweilers, that, that's my pooch. So <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. I mean, the, the first shadow immediately. I was like, that's a fucking Rottweiler. I yeah. mean, she, uh, it's unmistakable. So she, and that's just a silhouette. Just a silhouette. Yeah. It's thrilling to get her work. I mean, because of the time difference, I was getting it early in the morning. Um, and every time I opened my email and saw an attachment from her, I was just like, oh, man, this is so exciting. It's so great. I mean, especially because that was the first page that you were talking about that Logan, the, Rot- the Rottweiler first appears on. And just seeing that silhouette, you know, even in pencils the first time and and then seeing him uh, seeing him on page two. Um, it's just it, it was just it was thrilling. It, it was so exciting and um you know she's she's great at animals and but i think that like her strongest or one of her strongest things is is facial expressions not just on the humans but on the dogs and i'm just i'm so blown away by how emotive everybody is and and not just the main characters but the um the background characters um at 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 very far distances or very close to the viewer um, you know, there's there's a scene at um, a crowded um, kind of barter market, uh, flea market kind of thing in the book. And, you know, I, I don't I don't say like, hey, like um, there's one person standing over here. There's one person there. There's another dog. I'm just like crowd. There's a, there's a crowd around. And she she just nails it. She just nails it, like with all the background stuff. And I, I'm so I'm so impressed by that. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the just the character art. And you, she, she flexes in the facial expressions and just those six images, man, from Caprica to Schneider. I mean, it's, it shows it all, everything from smug to happy to, uh, I mean, all of it on a dog, yeah. a smug dog. Uh, I mean, <laughs> she, she did it and she nailed it. And yeah. then a stoic all in the same, I mean, in the, uh, uh, it's yeah, incredible. there's a, there's a, there's a panel in that, in that section where, um, the Brown lab, um, I can't remember the character's name is is walking away angrily. And it's just like I, I, I remember getting that panel back from him, like, wow, like perfect. <laughs> like, no notes. <laughs> Let's move on to color. <laughs> that sure does make it easy. Yeah. Oh, score, man. No, you, you you scored for sure. You got you got another you got another hit here. I, 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 I can't wait to see the collected edition of for molly and then into the wilderness being thrown in there do you at this point do you have uh more goals for you know like i said more one shots in this universe yeah um uh well actually not not necessarily in this universe i I might i might um i have some other some other things i want to try out i have some other stories that have been kind of kicking around um in my head that i want to get out that i want to um I want to give Ben a break drawing dogs uh, because, as you said, it's very difficult. Um, On the cats. <laughs> cats and birds and then yep. maybe a dinosaur. In there. I'll just give them snakes, man. Make it easy. <laughs> yeah. What's more emotive than a snake? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I So uh, for Molly, um, it might be uh, a while before I come back to that universe after Chapter 4 wraps. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as uh what i'm doing next it's uh i'm i'm focusing on doing uh a bunch of one shots a bunch of short stories and then collecting those into a a short story anthology of my own so 
I've got a really a bunch of really cool um, 13 to 16 page scripts written that I'm uh, I'm going to be producing with a, either Elisa or Ben or or maybe another artist if, if one of those two is is unavailable and uh, and creating a, a, a like I said a short story anthology of my own that's um, that I'm I'm very very excited about that this is the this is the second of six short stories is going to be part of that the first one being love a first bite awesome man awesome that's exciting uh i'm okay i'm actually i'm one of those people that i'm okay with something good ending for a while you know i mean uh especially when we know that you're going to be working on something new uh i I like formally i like this universe but to know that you have this this whole new I don't know, set of short stories to deliver. I'm all about that as well. So I, it, it's good to know that you're, oh man, you're, <laughs> you're here to create, man. You, you, you gave up teaching to, to do yeah. this. So it's, it's good to know that <laughs> you, you, you're putting that to good use. Um, I, I'm loving this, man. I'm loving everything you're doing. Um, I want to, I want to ask with Into the Wilderness, uh, y- you do smaller campaigns. You're doing a 14 day campaign. You know, normally 30 days is the, uh, is, is, is the standard. Um, what, what drives you to do the 14 day campaigns? Does it allow you m- more opportunities on Kickstarter? How does that work? Um, I think that my motivation for doing a 14 day campaign is just, uh, is namely a a content thing it's also like i said i I really after the the last four molly or even really before the last four molly campaign i was just so worried about hitting uh kind of a high mark um and and the 30 day or 31 day whatever it was just dragged on forever Mm -hmm. and it was so anxiety inducing and uh, and so the doing the shorter campaigns, the smaller campaigns, the one shots is really, like I said, kind of going going to war with the army that I have, not the army that I want. And um, and so uh, the the two week thing, it's it's as much a mental health thing as it is anything else. Where I was just I was like pulling my hair out during those mm-hmm. four weeks when when there was no movement in the in the in the backers or increase in the numbers or sometimes it went backwards and i i was freaking out and you know my my brother was getting like a hundred text messages of me freaking out and he'd have to talk (laughs) me off the ledge um but uh um yeah and it it, but it's also like um a a content thing where i during that last four molly campaign i had things planned for um the first week and then the uh the third week and fourth week. So that second week I was like, what am I doing? Like, why did I, why do I have this extra seven days in here? Like, what is the point of this? Like, I didn't, I didn't plan any new, um, you know, podcasts that I was going to do or be on, or I didn't plan any videos that I was going to make and put out. I didn't have any like new art to put out. I was like, what, why did I spend this four days just being anxious? So um, taking all that into account, taking into the, uh, t- into account that it is a shorter story that it is uh, raising for a smaller goal, um, I had a, a great deal of success on the on the last campaign that was only fourteen days. That was Love at First Bite, and and so, you know, get in, get in quick, get out quick, and and just uh, and and jam pack that that time in there with as much. Um, as much cool stuff as possible as far as I'm, I'm for this one, I'm going to be doing like a behind the scenes video. We're going to be talking about 
um, like what it's like to do page creation. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, an announcement for the final stretch goal. Um, doing uh, doing an episode of my own podcast where my brother and I are going to talk about um, talk about the book. Just having like just having content planned um, and and try not to drag it out too long. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I, I like the the fact that you brought up, you know, a, a shorter campaign is for the sake of mental health because you are not the first person, and by <laughs> I know you're not going to be the last person to tell you, <laughs> tell me how stressful these campaigns are. Um, yeah. You know, Kickstarter comes at a price. <laughs> it, it really does. It, yeah. It, you, you take a beating uh, mentally. I, I watch so many people just stress the hell out and just want to give up, but at the same time. Um, uh, with resilience and persistency, the, the, those 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 you know ten day lulls can pay off in the end. People are lazy and they procrastinate. We're American humans; it's <laughs> what we do. But at the same time, why draw that procrastination out when you know, like, if you can put the ending as close to the beginning as possible, knowing that you're still going to get that? Um, yeah, no, I, I I I like that idea quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, I, I, so you got you have stretch goals planned as well with this. Uh, you, I, I see that you have family getting in. Is is this family of yep. yours? Awesome, awesome. Um, so stretch goals at a certain point. Um, uh, who in your is this your sister? Yeah, this is my sister. Your your sister. Izzy Chang has some art yes. that she's going to deliver to us. And I say is going to because I don't doubt that you're going to hit these stretch goals. <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, you know, I'm actually I'm pulling up her her Twitter profile here. I kind of want to see. Oh, you got to you got to jump on her Instagram. Her uh, uh, Insta. Okay. That's where most of her art stuff goes on now. She does a lot of um, watercolor gouache work. Um, and does more digital for for when I ask her to do stuff for for my Kickstarters, but but yeah, she um, she and I are on on kind of similar journeys where she is trying to do more. She set up an Etsy shop. She is uh, doing more art stuff on her on her Instagram, which is Izzy Chang Art I Z Z Y C H E N G, and. And yeah, it's been, uh, she's worked with me on all of my Kickstarter campaigns, doing art in, in some form or another. And this one, she did um, a magnet design and she did a sticker design, both of, both of which are the main character, Caprica. Uh, and, um, the, I, oh, I, I'm here on the Instagram now, and this is, this is gorgeous. I got to say, this is um, uh, like David Mack. If you, uh, I don't know if, if you're familiar with David Mack, but he's did he do those um uh, alias those... with Brian Michael? Yes, yeah, yes, man. exactly the the Jessica Jones covers. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, he, uh, David Mack is a beast. As soon as I saw this, I was like, ah, oh, shit, she's she's got something. <laughs> this is great. I love this. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very lucky that she's related to me because very soon she's going to be out of my price range. Like I just have that feeling. So she's another one that I'm I'm trying to hold on to for as long as possible before she blows up. This is like Elisa and Ben. Uh yeah, no, yeah, this is this is incredible, man. Um so uh do you come from an artistic family? Honestly, um all of my uh my siblings are um my my brother's not artistic and he'll he'll admit that himself he is he's a computer engineer he's a software engineer so but they're 
there is an element to all of my siblings like the the most common denominator is that we are creators we we my brother builds things you know um my, I, I write things my sister paints and draws things um so there is kind of a, a through line of of making things and um it comes from it comes from my parents a little bit both uh they both kind of my, my mom was uh you know loves the piano and she loves to kind of uh, interact in art in that way my dad also did a little bit of art when he was younger um but it, it really has has flourished with uh with my siblings and um you know so i i i i don't know if i would say that we're uh necessarily like an artistic family but all of us like love art um love uh love that kind of uh, like engaging in different medias whether it's uh, art or music or, or or whatever um and we and we all love to make things and and it's like it's our joy in life uh what we what we uh our, our passions are all just about like building and making so um so i like i said i'm just i'm really glad that i get the opportunity to do that with izzy on all my kickstarters and she's just done some great great stuff and actually now um actually uh not now but like for the last couple of kickstarters my brother and i have done podcasts um you know talking about them where where he interviews me about what's going on kind of in the in the kickstarter because we've done a, a a podcast together for the last couple of years and it's just yeah it's just it's a joy of making and we and we get satisfaction out of that it's it's awesome. I, I I don't come from a family of creators at all. I'm the, I'm the black sheep. Uh, I, none, nobody in my family has a creative bone in them. So I I I, I envy being able to. <laughs> I would be so cool to go up to a brother like, hey man, paint this for me. I'm doing. Something. <laughs> you know what I mean, oh, that, that's got to be amazing. Don't take that for granted, man. Don't take no, that for absolutely granted. not. And it doesn't look like you are either. Um. Uh, I, no, I mean, I, I am. I'm so happy that I'm so happy with the work that she did for. Um, it, it's um, I, the one of the main characters, Caprica is a is a border collie, and um, I asked Izzy to do uh, the magnet and the and the sticker, like I said, and they're both kind of. Uh, one of them is kind of a cameo where it's just the the top part of, of Caprica. You just see her face, and and the other is a full body one and it has flowers and it has a little sash on it that says into the wilderness. It's just like, um, I, I'm just so happy with, with how it looks. And I'm, I'm so excited to, you know, to, to get those made. I mean, um, and that's, and that's one of the things about, about doing the Kickstarter is I, I'm so excited. I, I just, I hope that people are as excited as I am to get the stuff that I make because I, the rewards that I make are things that I actually want to, you know, be able to hold and possess and, and things like that. So I hope that that resonates with, with backers. Yeah, no, I, I see the magnets here and they, they really are gorgeous, man. The, uh, um, the, the pearlescent type of sheen. It's just, ah, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, that uh, they're they're. I don't know why, but they're called holographic magnets. It's not like a hologram, but they're called holographic. Um, where the, um, where it's kind of a mirror, oh, shape, okay, not like super reflective. I'm I'm really excited for that. It's my first time doing that as a Kickstarter reward. I'm I'm really excited for that one, and I think that Izzy's design just looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, she nailed it. She nailed it. 
Um, so, well, um, what else is there with End of the Wilderness to talk about <laughs> other than go out and get it? Uh, the launch date is, um, let's see here. March 17th. March 17th, that's right. And you're doing a 14-day campaign. Snyder Cut Eve. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. When everybody's bogged down and can't get on HBO. Yeah, um, exactly. Head on over to Kickstarter. (laughs) I got to do that as a a headline for one of my social media posts. Can't get on HBO right now? Head over to Kickstarter. (laughs) Plenty of comic stuff going on over there. Yeah, man. Oh, plenty. Plenty. This is, uh, this is the, the, some of the cream of the crop, though, man. This is good stuff. I'm excited. You definitely have my pledge. I'm trying to hit back now, but it's a ghost link. Um, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm just sitting here getting teased. So uh, <laughs> um, if for whatever reason on the first day you don't see my back, it's because I think in my head I've already done it because I'm here at the page. So make sure that you remind me. Um, Either that or you're you're busy watching the Snyder Cut. I understand. I'll, I won't I'll be. be watching it. I, oh, okay, I never mind. No. <laughs> no. Then I'll know. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for everybody's reaction and then I'm gonna do it because I'm one of those people that just doesn't care. You know, right. I, I don't hate on it, but I just don't care. So um, yeah, I, I I'm more interested in everybody's reaction because I think that the the, the trolls are the funniest. So um that's that's what i'm looking forward to the most uh <laughs> it's true that's uh that's how i felt about tiger king where like watching it was fun but the the reactions and the memes were the most fun part of tiger king like going on the tiger king reddit or you know clicking on the the hashtags for twitter was the best part of tiger king was how many people how people reacted to it because it was so funny mm-hmm. no i'm 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 right i'm one of those people i'm right there with you uh man this is uh this has been a pleasure again, Gabe. Uh, I, I'm I'm so happy to have you on. I'm, it's awesome to see you leveling up. I, I I can't wait to back this project. It's it's. Like, I appreciate it, man. Uh, well, it's, and I I appreciate. I mean, I appreciate you having me on, and I'm I'm really. It's a pleasure to see like how much your show has grown, like how many episodes you've done, and like like some of the incredible guests that you're getting on, like and doing really great interviews. I to you know to get ready for this i listened to your interview with curtis clow who you know is just is just killing it on on kickstarter as you know as you guys <laughs> talked about it's just I, i'm really happy that that your show has taken off as well i appreciate that i do i i just love this man i i i i believe in the the product i believe in this industry so i'm, I'm putting everything i have into it um i, I don't know i i feel like my my energy is only as limited as my love when it comes to this shit so I'm 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 not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop. I don't want you to stop either, man. I'm loving what you're doing. Thanks. Uh, this is this is great stuff. Remember, people, check out for Molly if you can. Uh, summertime, it seems, or uh, late spring ish. We've got the uh, final issue. Yeah, final issue will be in summer. But um, you know, I, I do want to mention, like, even though we've talked about how um, for, uh, into the wilderness is is good for for readers that necessarily haven't necessarily read for Molly as part of the campaign. Um, when the, when we hit the backer goal, um, uh, the, the, every backer at every level gets, uh, digital versions of for Molly for free. That's one of the stretch goals. So people that, uh, contribute to into the wilderness, um, if they haven't read for Molly, will be able to get that, um, in order to, in order to read it as part of, you know, the whole, the whole experience of getting into the wilderness, but you don't have to read it in order to enjoy it. Or at least that's, that's what, uh, 
that's the official position of Brian Wayne, which is what I appreciate. <laughs> no, and that's it's the truth. It really is. Um, I, I I sense the connection only because of familiarity, but at the same time, very very wonderfully contained. I really wish that we can go through and just dissect the shit out of this and spoil it, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> There's some amazing, amazing scenes within uh, 17 pages that are just, ah, man, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So I thank you. I, I mean, and and Elisa really nailed the action in it. Um, it's there's uh, there's not a huge um, bombastic kind of uh, you know set pieces in there, but she like the parts of it that are um, that have a lot of tension, that have a lot of movement. Um, there's uh, a fight that's kind of that's hand to hand um, that I was really really happy with with how she illustrated. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm so pleased with this. Uh, all right, well, shit. Uh, all we can do now is <laughs> wait for this thing <laughs> to, to show up in our hands. Um, oh, uh, the, the book's already done. What kind of? Um, uh, I mean, once it's funded, how long after? printing and shipping do you think before we can expect it to be delivered um i'm hoping for my uh for love at first bite which was a similar situation where all the pages were done before i did the kickstarter um i got it turned around in about six weeks and sent out um i have to collect everybody's pledges and collect everybody's names for the um for or, or those people that um elect to be on the thank you page of the comic and uh, and get that off to the printer, and that you have a two week grace period after a Kickstarter wraps uh, when people can can respond or can uh, respond with their pledges and respond with on the surveys and stuff. But as soon as that is all done, um, yeah, like you said, the pages are ready to go. I will I will send them off to the printer and get them and get them back as soon as possible. Um, yeah, so I think that I think that into the uh, I'm sorry that Love at First Bite was about a six week turnaround from the end of the campaign and um uh and and yeah i mean and then it won't be won't be too long after that hopefully that that um that formally part four will will start up cool i think six weeks is a, a, a very reasonable turnaround time for sure i mean i've i've had books out at cgc for 12 weeks now and <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I, it's uh, waiting for comics it's just a just a thing we have to do now six weeks is nothing it's nothing. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this, Gabe. I thank you again for all of your time. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's, ha it's good to know that we could talk twice and still fill damn near an hour. You know, that's how I know you're doing good shit. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, so, yeah, uh, social media. You want to tell people where to find you on social media real quick? Uh, yeah, at Gabe Chang Comics, uh, G-A-B-E-C-H-E-N-G. Uh, comics and uh, that's also the name of the website and um, and that's uh, and you can find Formali at at Formali comic on Facebook um, you can also go to formalicomic.com which redirects to to Gabe Chan comics anyway and then yeah just go to Kickstarter search into the wilderness and we will be there from uh, March 17 to 31. Hell yeah, and if you listen to the first podcast, we talked all about how badass another, another lousy min millennium is, his podcast, <laughs> so follow that as well. Uh, I'll plug it for you if you're not gonna. No Thanks, shame I, here, I totally forgot, <laughs> which, which I feel bad about. Yeah, almpod.com, we are we are about to finish up the all of the episodes of Futurama, and we are doing uh, what we're calling a victory lap, quote unquote, where we are 
doing some kind of listicle uh, uh, episodes. We're talking about our favorite bad guys and our favorite one-off characters, cameos, things like that. So um, yeah, I've been doing that for a couple of years. It's been really fun. Badass, man. Um, all right, Gabe. Well, you stay safe out there, man. And as always, if you need anything, you know where to find me. Thanks, man. You too. All right, brother. Well, um, I, I, I can't wait till the next time. Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right, there you go. Episode 295 done wrapped up in the books. Another creator has been cornered, Gabe Chang. Gabe Chang. Like I said, there's a reason I had him back a second time. For Molly was something, but this Into the Wilderness is something else. Dig the hell out of it. I really do. So make sure you do not sleep on this book. Head on over to Kickstarter. Search Into the Wilderness by Gabe Chang. You are... Mm, this is good stuff. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Now remember, remember, do your due diligence. If you've made it this far, then it is your duty. If you have not done so yet to support this podcast after you're done supporting into the wilderness on kickstar you head on over to itunes where you probably already are according to analytics i don't know um if you do not listen on itunes though the extra effort is mm, that much more appreciated let me know you made the effort in the review too and uh i'll let it be known to everyone else how badass you are but five star reviews are the only kind i allow so there you go. Um, and, uh, yeah, then that's going to do it. 295, all wrapped up. Hey, I've got nothing else for you. Remember, as always, I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast.